Hi, I'm Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to the Cure for the Common Life podcast. Listen, you know as well as I do that motivation, empowerment, and inspirational stories, they're all well and good, but that's not what keeps us going. That's not what's going to change your life, and that's not what's going to move the needle in your health, your wealth, your happiness, your abundance, or your ability to be able to help other people and make a difference. What keeps us going, what produces results in our lives is activity, not action, activity. And when you can get yourself past the things that stop you and hold you back, that's when you'll thrive and that's when you'll crush it. And I humbly offer you these tools and strategies to kick your own ass and make the changes so that you can thrive. But most of all, I'm going to give you something every single time that you can do to create a change in yourself. Life is exactly what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold, baby. So if you're ready, let's bold. All right, well, welcome, welcome back, and welcome anew to the Cure for the Common Life. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and I'm thrilled to be back with you. And as always, I bring you the best of the best of the best to assist you in helping you go further, faster in your life. And today is actually a continuation or part two of uh, a podcast that I did with my dear friend, uh, Nick Santanastaso, probably two or three weeks ago, but uh, we got to yakking and uh, time got away and I try to keep these things, you know, short enough that uh, we don't overwhelm you. And we were having such a good time that we decided to continue this uh, uh, next time as well. And so uh, if you don't know who Nick is, Nick Santanastaso is, uh, it, 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 from just a pure human being standpoint, he is one of the best of the best. If this guy doesn't, A, inspire you to do more and be more, and B, kick you in the ass and make you realize that you don't have any problems at all, then you need to go to the hospital and get your uh, get your uh, your pulse, get your heart checked, because you might be dead, <laughs> You know, Nick was, uh, came into this world uh, with a rare, rare condition, and he was born with no legs and one arm. And to say that that has not held him back is an understatement. As a matter of fact, it has propelled him forward. He's an amazing man. He's an author. He is a world-renowned speaker. He is a bodybuilder, wrestler, and the list goes on and on. And I could talk about him forever, but... If you're not seeing this, you know, obviously some of you are going to watch this on video, but if you're not seeing this, um, you also notice that he's got that look on his face that just, that basically just says, bring it on and yeah. a cheerful smile. So Nick, pleasure to have you back again. How you doing, man? My man, I'm great. It's always a great time spending the afternoon with JM3. So I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thanks for bringing me back, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, when we, before we started this call, I said, you know, I don't remember what we were talking about uh, the last time, but what happens with Nick and, uh, and I, we get, we get talking and, and uh, bringing up things. But Nick, so let me start off here because I know, uh, you know my team has been in touch with your team. We're going to be doing some things together. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. But what's new on your plate? What have you been up to lately? Yeah, what's new on my plate? I think I think all of us have some sort of new way of going about life in this unprecedented time. And so for me, what's new is I've been focusing on how to impact people and make an income from not leaving my house. <laughs> and so I think a, <laughs> you and I, we were road warriors. I mean, we've been traveling yeah. our whole entire lives. You've been traveling many more years than I have. And so during this time, I'm just trying to figure out ways that I can impact people and still influence people at a, at a high level. 
but be in the confines of my house or my studio. And so we're wor working on some exclusive masterminds, um, some products. And I know that you have some similar things going on. And so we're just trying to move quickly and adapt quickly so we don't get lost in the world because it's not going back to normal. We got to keep moving. And so I just been on this journey of obsessing over who do I want to serve? What are their problems? What are their challenges? And how can I make their experience with me amazing so they never leave me? Spectacular. You know, as my dad used to say, Nick, the try place is down the street. This is the do place. And that's what you are a master at as doing. Uh, and share with me because, you know, we, I, I know I, I do remember one of the things we were talking about. I, I love the term that you just said, road warriors. And that truly is prior to uh, Prior to COVID, I was easily, and you were with me on some of those events, um, I was easily in front of 15 to 20,000 people live every single month. And I was booked all the way into 2022. And I remember the day, Nick, that uh, one of my promoters called me and said, hey, dude, we got to cancel. It was probably five events, but they were the last five events on my calendar. And I remember sitting there and looking at my calendar and going, I don't have Jack. I got nothing. And it was, you know, I'll, I'll be straight with you. It was for a minute, it was a little, it was a little fearful and I, it, the fear came over me, but then all of a sudden I got this big smile on my face. And I remember, cause I remember thinking to myself, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do? And I remember getting this big smile and I jumped up, ran into my bathroom here in my office, looked myself in the eyes and said, what do I get to do? <laughs> and that made the pivot. And so I know you had similar, you know, again, you were speaking and, and how we know each other is speaking, but share with us a little bit about that moment for you when you realized that, hey, I got to do something different. Yeah, I think you took it a lot better than I did. <laughs> I think you're a little bit more calibrated than I was. Um, and so my journey was same as you. I was about to go into the biggest speaking, speaking uh, year of my life, you know, booked out, about to go all over the world. It's going to be amazing. And so what we did, because we were operating out of Tampa, Florida, where we're like, well, most of our business is in the West Coast. And what better place than the move is Vegas because there's conferences. Nick won't have to travel as much. We'll be right, an in-house. Right. Amazing. And so February 1st, February 1st, we moved the whole entire company into a house in Vegas. And we had this Vegas domination plan. And we got the speaking bureaus and we got everything locked up. And it's going to be amazing. And then we get the news that it all Damn. got shut down. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I didn't, I didn't smile in the mirror. I was like, what are we gonna do? I'm like freaking out. Like we, we rely on this stuff. What are we gonna do? And like you said, I asked a better question. And the question yeah. that we asked was, what can I learn from this? Or what can I do differently so this will never happen again? And what what it really, what the gift for, for us was, was we had a business model that wasn't recession proof and it wasn't pandemic proof. Right. And I think that's a lot of the questions that people have been asking themselves is in what am I do what I'm doing right now? Is it pandemic proof and is it recession proof? And so we had to pivot fast and to, and to be fully transparent, we didn't know what we were doing. I think half the time in entrepreneurship, you don't really know what you're doing. You're just taking imperfect action. And so I was looking at the greats like you, Tony Robbins. I was like, what are these guys doing? Because I know that they do events and they right, rely right. a lot on events. And so I saw people doing challenges. I saw people doing free events online. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And so we put a studio in the house and just threw the spaghetti at the wall until something stick. Nice, nice. And you said a couple of things there that are really key uh, for everybody. And that is asking a better question. And I'm going to get into that for here in a second. But that's, you know, no matter what industry, Nick and I obviously share this type of industry we're in, but that, that's across the board with everything. 
you know, asking a better question. When something happens, you know, the, a, a rule of thumb, the three questions that I ask are, what is the truth? Because obviously, oftentimes when something happens, we exaggerate it, you know. The old, the old saying is, you know, there's the flat tire, you get a flat tire, and then there's that story about the flat tire. Well, you know, I was having a bad day anyway, and then, you know, someone else so pissed me off, and then this happened and everything, and you stack on all, all that stuff. The truth of the matter is, it got a flat tire, that's it. So when you go, what is the truth, then you get to go, okay. And again, this along those lines of, of what did you learn, you get to go second stage is, okay, how do I want it to be? You know, what do I want? And then when you're asking those questions, as, as a neuropsychologist, what happens inside of our head is we, we make new neuro associations. We go back and we, we, we connect our brain with things that we've already learned. And then we look for other solutions. We become optimistic. And then, so you see it the way you want it. And then the next stage is do something about it. Get off that actual ass and do something about it. Even if it's painful, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you don't want to do it, but those who do it quickly make that happen. But here's my question to you. That didn't come naturally to you. And, you know, I said, you know, for me, the, a big smile came on my face because I, I uh, have conditioned myself to be that way. What conditioned you to, uh, to default to that? In other words, like you said, you know, you, were, you said transparent. It took you a minute to get there. But at some point you got there. What conditioned you to be that way? Yeah, that's a great question. I think... I think my whole, my whole life being specifically being born like this forced me to focus on solutions rather than problems because I thought everything was a problem. You know, I thought my no legs and one, no legs and one arm was a problem. Getting on the couch was a problem, um, feeding myself, dressing myself. And so my parents at an early age, they literally put things in front of me and said, here, figure it out. Nice. And they would give me verbal suggestions, but they never do the work for me. And so at an early age, I always say, one, I developed being solution oriented at a very early age, focusing on the solution versus the problem. But also what was extremely important is at an early age, I developed an empowering relationship with failure and rejection. Mm. So what everything mean? was hard, bro. Everything, everything was hard, you know, dressing myself, getting on the couch. And so I needed to realize, wow, if, if I, if I fail faster, I'm going to learn faster. But most importantly, we ask great questions of like, okay, how can I get better? What did I learn from this? How can I move on? How can I make it more efficient? And so I think it was an accumulation of the way I was born and the obstacles that were presented to me that I always had to focus on the solution. But also, I, I, didn't, make, I didn't make this man on my own. Like I learned from people like you. I learned from people like Tony Robbins. Like I immersed myself in personal development. And like you said, you reacted quicker and, and more efficient than I did because you have conditioned yourself over years. And that's what people don't see. They're like, how are these guys so confident? They're certain. They're so good at solving problems. But what they don't see was the years and years of you conditioning and going to seminars and learning to make your brain that way. And first, thanks for saying that. And uh, one of the things to get from this, everybody, is to recognize that that's what we're here for. Nick is on this planet. I'm on this planet now to share that information. So it doesn't take you. It doesn't take you years and years. We've had all this experience, and you know, kudos to your your parents for doing that, raising you the way they did. And I, you know, same with my parents. And my dad purposely did things to make things hard for me. And I didn't like it as a kid. You know, it was just like, come on. You know, and and but in the end. I look back and I go, thank God he did that. 
And so for everybody else to realize, which is the purpose of this show, the, the purpose of this show is cure for the common life. The average person has that whiny bitch baby attitude that, well, wait a minute, you know, this is hard. This is, you know, and I, and I deserve this and I deserve that, that kind of thing. And this is to show you that not only do you need to get over it, but here's how to get over it. And you can get the results of conditioning yourself so that you default and pivot and do all of those things much, much quicker than the average person. And so for, you know, whether, or as I always say, when I talk about you, there are millions and millions and millions of, of people that have resources that you don't have, you know, they have two legs and two arms and all that stuff and everything, but you are, you've gone further, faster, and are a, a thousand times more successful than the average person based on, you know, what you shared, you conditioned yourself. Yeah. And, and just to piggyback, if you don't mind, like the, 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 no, the, the having legs or having arms, like I want people to realize that you're listening to this right now, that the, the very thing in your life that you think is your challenge, your, your, your adversity is, is your greatest gift. Nice. The reason I say that is because let's say just an analogy, let's say there's one person here who was born into an entrepreneurship family, has all the networks, the resources, the opportunities, the mindset. Yeah, their path is going to be a little bit more smooth, right? They have the right coaching, they have the right guidance. That's okay. But say the person on the right, or you pull out this guy, the person on this side, right, doesn't have the networks, doesn't have the resources, doesn't have the right environment opportunity, that person's going to have to develop skills, they're going to have to develop grit, they're going to have to develop the persistence and the right mindset. So that takes a little bit more work. So actually, if you're not starting off with all these amazing networks and resources and opportunities, that's a gift, because you're going to have to work a little bit harder, but you're going to gain things along the way that were given to some people. And so for me, yeah, you were giving your legs and your arms and I wasn't. So I had to work a little bit harder. That's all it was. And so for those that may be thinking like, man, I wasn't born into the right family or my, all my family's overweight or we have a generational curse of being broke. Screw that. Leverage that. Let that be their, your fuel to work even extra harder to develop a person that you wouldn't be if you had the perfect life, if you had the perfect environment, if you had the perfect coaching. Nicely, yeah, no, absolutely. Nicely done, because it's also been my experience, our experience, that often a lot of people that do have more resources than the average, they squander them, they take them for, for, for granted, and they, they feel entitled, and they do not develop the type of work ethic that it takes to even take advantage of those resources. And that is critical. And again, I want to remind everybody the purpose of this show, the purpose of having this amazing man on here now is to also remind you that you don't have to go through all of the stuff that everybody, there, there are easier, quicker, better, faster ways to get those results in whatever it is that you do, you know, from, from any standpoint. And, and even if you're just listening to this and going, okay, well, how do, they, how do I do that? The three questions that we talked about, what Nick said earlier about is ask better questions. If you feel bad, I always say this, any pain, whether it's emotional pain and even physical pain, it's temporary and it is designed to, to, to help you pop your head out of your ass. And that's a technical term. We call it a rectal pull to snap <laughs> your head out of your ass and go, okay, what should I do or what should I learn? So when you're feeling frustrated, when you're feeling upset, when you're feeling that, that, uh, that something isn't going your way or you're feeling anything that is negative, stop for a second, take a deep breath and go, oh, wait a minute, I just realized something. Let me remember what Nick just said. You know, my adversities are actually my greatest gift. So how can I turn my gift into something that is going to serve me? And there are, you know, we live in this day and age, especially right now, that in every profession, in anything that you want to do, there's somebody out there that's already done 
better than you and or something similar. Because I get a lot of people, Nick, that are going, yeah, well, my idea is unique. There's nobody else doing it. You may be true, maybe right, but there's somebody that's done something similar. My son calls it YouTube University. You can find that person. You can find Nick. You can find me. You can find anybody. Just go on there and just invest your time into learning from those people. Learning from other, you know, there's that little thing about learning from others' mistakes. Screw that. Learn from other people's successes. Learn from their successes, their successes having fallen down and gotten back up and all those things. And yeah, we, we often say co coaching is a superpower because we can collapse time. Nice. You know? and, and, and so many so many people are like, Nick, you're 24 years old and you're on stage with Joseph, you're on stage with Tony Robbins and you're doing all these amazing things. How'd you do it so fast? I said, I got a coach. I modeled someone. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. And then when I showed up to these seminars, guess what? I'm, I'm learning, but guess what? I'm also analyzing how you speak and I'm analyzing your tonality and I'm analyzing your jokes. I'm a student of the game, baby. And that's why <laughs> I've had so much success is because I'm open to learning. But also, like you said, I think oftentimes, I think a lot of people may look at things like coaching or something as a cost or a fee or a price. But actually, if you can adopt the mindset as it's an investment because you're getting time back or you're getting that knowledge without having to go look for it yourself because someone's already laid it down. And so you and I are, are products of finding those who have the life, the results, the career, the skill sets that we want. And then we go learn from the source rather than trying to find our, the information on our own. He's very well said. And I was asked, has been a couple of weeks ago, what I ask my estimate of the amount of money, because a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people get scared when they start thinking about investing into themselves and that kind of thing. And somebody asked me, what was my estimate of the amount of money that I've spent uh, in seminars and workshops and coaches and mentors and things like that. And I thought about it for a second. And I used to say it was well over $100,000. But I sat down, I really took a closer look at it. And it's closer to a quarter of a million dollars worth of I mean, but this is over a 30 year span of time. And that includes everything, hotels, travel, all that stuff and everything, not to mention the courses themselves. However, I, the, the payoff from that, not just financially, financially, it's been 10, 15, 20 times that much has come back to me. However, I will say this, it's not just that. My, my own self-worth, my own journey through my life of becoming a better person, of, of being able to love myself. And the thing that a lot of people leave out of that equation is part of the reason we're on this planet is to assist and help other people as well. So my ability to do what I do, and I don't care whether you're a parent or you're a teacher or a mentor or anything like that, you learn these things and you pass them on to other people. And Nick can attest to this and I'll attest to you as well. Life will pay you well <laughs> as a result of you passing on your knowledge. And Nick, one of the things that's, that's so amazing about you, and, uh, and I support you in this, and, and uh, you'll talk about something we may be doing here together, uh, is that you, uh, you, you inspire young people as well. You know, I'm older than dirt right now, so I, <laughs> you know, that is not, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of young people listen to me as well, but you are, you're one of those people that I'm watching when I look at the people that are following you and people that are listening to you. Um, and your, I'm an, uh, might not say it's your niche, but it is something that I'm so thrilled that you're doing is you're interacting and you're acting, you know, interacting with uh, and impacting younger people as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the thing is, and 
I, I'm, st I'm leveraging or I'm not leveraging, but I'm taking advantage of the fact that I'm still hip and cool and I'm a young kid, I guess. <laughs> I'm 24, right? And, and the thing is, is that it's scientifically proven that even kids or young adults, their number one influence isn't their parents. They hear the voice all yes. the time. Mm -hmm. They hear the voice all the time, right? So it needs to come from a different person from a different walk of life. And it hits home when it's a guy with no legs and one arm who's, you know, just eliminating all your excuses. And so my goal, right, because I, like you said, I also, I also impact the younger people. My goal for the younger people is just to plant seeds. Mm, nice. I'm just here to plant seeds. I'm not, get, I'm not here to give you answers. I'm not here to tell you that this is the spe specific way and this is the only way. I'm just here to say something like a one-liner or an analogy or a story that I tell you that will stick with you. And you may not get it now. When you're 24 or you're 30 and you're like, oh, oh my God, you know, Nick said that I should have listened to him or that, that now, it, now it makes sense. And so I am just, I'm very intrigued that everybody has a different taste of being communicated with. Hmm. Hmm. Would you agree? Like everybody, I would agree a thousand percent. Yeah. Some people like the speakers who curse every other word, you know, and, and they're into that and they need that. And, and some people like the more compassionate. And what you and I've been able to do is we can do all of it. But we can <laughs> be cursing, we can be very compassionate, we make you cry, we'll make you pissed off. And so I'm intrigued on being able to effectively communicate to all of the ages um, for as long as I can. And so with that being said, my goal, like you said, is just to plant seeds and hope, hopefully they blossom into some wisdom that they then implement in their life. Um, but if we can catch the younger generation now and condition them or plant good things in their head, we'll have a lot more good people and good adults in this world because that's what we need. I, yes, and, and I agree with you as well as you're not only planting seeds, but you know, when, and by the way, everybody, please follow this man, Instagram, YouTube, and all the things that we'll, we'll get, we'll, it'll be in the description as well as we'll talk about how to follow him in just a little bit. But based on the responses that you're getting, you're doing more than planting seeds. People are saying, thank you for that, and I'm going to implement that, and they're going to do that as well. And I, I, there's not a one person on the planet that, that doesn't say, yeah, if I had to do it again, I would do something different. I would do this different. I don't, I haven't met nobody that says, yeah, I'm just glad everything, you know, all the pain that I went through, people will say that, but you know, I'm going to tell you now, no, there's things that I, I would gladly have not gone through. Have I learned from those things? Are they the puzzle pieces for my life? The answer is yes. Um, however, um, that impact that you get while you're younger, you know, I was fortunate enough and you as well, having people, parents that cared about you enough to cause you to to learn things that you didn't want to learn and a lot of people don't have that you know i speak with a lot of a lot of young people who say well you know i didn't have a father or you know my my parents were drug addicts or so and and so that wasn't a great influence I, i'll say this the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago next best time is right now right now and uh, so let's switch gears for a second because I'm, I'm seeing right now again we will run up and and over talk <laughs> and everything and uh, I am, I'm thrilled, you know, our teams are working together to start putting something together. And one of the things that you mentioned, Nick, and that is that, that um, being able to do something about it in the moment to change yourself is critical, whether, whether it is, and again, inspiration is great. That's awesome. And, um, but doing something about it, and I know you, and it's one of the things we talked about earlier, you've been putting together, you know, courses and things like that to help people. Share with us a little bit about what you're doing with regard to some of your courses, maybe some of the, the subject matters and things that you're offering, not just kids, but, but everybody. Yeah, so uh, a few things. The first thing that I want to point out is I've been 
because I can model the greats like you and all the people that have been around, right? I am basically creating a brand that doesn't rely on me. And I think that's really powerful. It doesn't rely on, uh, you cut out a bit. It doesn't rely on what? doesn't rely on me as in it's Perfect. not tied to me. You know, it's bigger than me. It's not just Nick. And, and there was a joke like, yeah, maybe one day I'll show up to one of my events and we'll say, who's, who's that? But I stick out with like, <laughs> that'll never happen. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. And so I'm building a movement or a brand or a methodology that's way bigger than me so it can go forever. Okay. And so the, the methodology that we created is the victory methodology. It's just an acronym. And I'll just share, I'm not going to go through it all, but victory, like for example, the V stands for vision. You ask most people why to go to the work, they say you have to, but there's a deeper reason. Um, and so if you're not clear on where you want to go, you'll never get anywhere worthwhile. So first we have to start with the vision, right? And then next thing is integrity. What are the very habits and rituals and the things that you need to do on a day-to-day -day basis to one, build confidence and self-worth, but to actually obtain that vision, right? Then C is courage. You have to have the courage to, to eliminate the fear because you're going to have fear all over your entrepreneurship and life journey. And so what I'm doing is I am teaching the, the victory method. I'm also giving this victory method to other people in my community so they can go ahead and teach it and impact people. Nice, nice. So what we're doing is we're not playing the addition game. We're playing the multiplying game, right? And I learned this from you. I've learned this from John Maxwell, the people that helped John Maxwell, all that amazing stuff. And so my job is to, because I, I got no legs, I make a massive booty cheek print in the, in the world <laughs> before I go. But making it bigger than me and not always about me. I mean, you know, my shirt doesn't say victorious by Nick Santanastasso no more. It just says victorious because it ain't about me. It's about the movement. Nice. And so that's what I'm focused on is making a massive impact before I go. But most importantly, setting it up. So when I go, my methodology still impacts the world. Well, spectacular. And you got a long time before you go, my friend, a long, long, long time. And thank you so much for that. And something that uh, you said, you know, leave a massive booty print. Um, I saw a, it was on your Instagram a little while ago and you said one of your, and I chuckle about it because I know your nature, you know, the, re the reason you wrote it like this, you said one of your goals was to have legs. <laughs> and I saw a picture of you with some new legs. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I was, when I was, I hit my parents with a, what a dick I am. I, had 13 years old, I looked at my parents and said, why can't I ride a bike like the other kids? You know, and they're like, oh shit, we got to do something about this. And so at, at that time we were, we were looking around for prosthetics. And the thing is with, with the amount of limb you have, like the amount of leg you have, if you have less leg, it's harder to get fitted for prosthetics. Makes right. sense. And so when I was 14, I got into prosthetics and I started training with these like short legs. They didn't have knees in them. And they were just to get my body acclimated, all my muscles that I never used before. And I started using them and then I moved into the big legs. And, but at that time, transparent, I'm 14, 15. I'm a chubby kid. I love food. I'm not an athlete. I'm not in shape. And it's really difficult for me to move these legs. And my mindset wasn't where it was today. And so I was like, all right, I'll come back to this. This is slowing me down. I'll just come back to this one day, like screw it. And so for 10 years, they were very expensive uh, flower bases. They sat in the, in the corner of the room and they <laughs> sat there. And so I told myself every, every year, Joseph, I say, I'm going to do a few things that make me really scared and they get me outside of my comfort zone. Um, one of, well, a few of them, one was, I'm going to learn Italian. I was, I, I, I'm Italian. I want to learn Italian. Right. But the other thing was that I was going to get back into my prosthetic legs and, um, go straight into that fear because I was scared. 
And so I got back into these legs and I posted the picture and I told you I can now give you a bionic ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was just uh, you and I, you know, on, on the journey, for everyone that's listening, on the journey of success or fulfillment, whatever you're chasing, you need to do things that get you outside of your comfort zone and, and shake you up a little bit. And so these are one of the things that I'm going to do that shakes me up a little bit. And I know the content's going to be great and it's going to go viral and it's going to help. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Nick, again, thank you. Thank you so much. A couple things. How do people find you? Let us know how they find you. And um, well, first off, before I, I, I want everybody to know this amazing man, uh, our teams are working together. We're going to create something uh, that we're going to bring out here shortly, uh, probably next quarter, um, that is going to blow you, blow you away and learn the teachings and the, the, not just the teaching and the philosophies, but the strategies of Nick as well for yourself and other people as well. And to be able to teach that as well. But Nick, how do they find you? How do they uh, contact you and um, get more about you? Yeah. So I'm on all the platforms. I'm heavily on Instagram and um, Facebook, YouTube starting up as well. And we got a podcast that's releasing. And then my, my last name is very long. So if you type in Nick, Santo. It'll be the really long last name. And there's not many guys with no legs and one arm with a bunch of tattoos. <laughs> find me pretty easily. Fantastic. And by the way, you know, I, I, I meant to jump in on this when you said that you were a chubby kid that loved food. Um, if you're not, if you're not, as a matter of fact, when you do go to uh, his Instagram or, or Facebook or anything like that, you see that this man is ripped. And he was, he was and is a bodybuilder. And that's part of his, uh, his brand, if you will. And, and again, it's like nothing, nothing. I see you got a badass car that, you, or what, what do you young kids call it? Your whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, amazing girlfriend, amazing. You know, you're just an amazing, amazing man. So thank you again. And obviously we'll do this again. And everybody, please look up, please follow, follow Nick. And, and always remember, always remember, you know, I say this over and over again, that life is exactly what you dare to make it. Fortune favors the bold. And just like Nick just said, dare to do something that scares you dare to do something that makes you uncomfortableness dare to do something that makes you go ah, i don't know about this because on the other side of that is where your success is so as usual thank you for being here uh thank you for being on our show nick and everybody else thank you for for uh, the the gift of your time and um you'll get all the information about nick on in the description here nick any final words that you have for these fabulous people yeah, I'll just end off, but you know, over the 24 years of my life, I realized that it's not the physical body that holds us back, but the biggest disability you can have is a bad mindset. Let's work on our conditioning and change the world together. And if I had a microphone, I'd drop it for you, baby. So uh, like and subscribe as well as pass this on to other people and I'll see everybody at the top. We're out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Cure for the Common Life podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or any topic ideas you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at josephmcclendon.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the top.